Welcome to Face Your Faith. I hope that this topic study will help you grow deeply in your relationship with God, to be fearless in your faith, and to present others the Word of God in freedom and in peace. Today, we are going to look at peace. What is peace? Where can we find it? Does it truly exist? Will it ever exist? And if it does, what will it look like and feel like? Certainly, anyone listening to this can understand that peace is a very hard thing to come by in our personal lives, let alone some semblance of peace in the world. It seems as though there is always something to disrupt peace, and especially when we need it most. 2020 and 2021 have certainly been two years of feeling as though peace was a rare commodity for many. Yet, has peace been extinguished? through this global pandemic and the disruptions surrounding it. Before we dig in, let's start by asking God to put our minds at rest and to give us true peace as we study God's Word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we ask that you would remove from us all anxiety, worry, and fear of the past, present, and future, and bring us to yourself that we may experience a true and convicting peace that is only possible through you. And we ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Prince of Peace. As we do with most of our studies, let's go to the dictionary and take a look at the definition of peace. And the dictionary says peace is a state of tranquility or quiet, such as freedom from civil disturbance, freedom from disquieting or oppressive thoughts or emotions, harmony in personal relations, a pact or agreement to end hostilities between those who have been at war or in a state of enmity. I think this does a beautiful job of defining this thing called peace we all crave. I am also particularly fond of the last definition, a pact or agreement to end hostilities between those who have been at war or in a state of enmity. This is so beautiful because that is exactly what God did for the world through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Indeed, God set before us an agreement, a pact, that for everyone who accepts and commits his or her life to this agreement personally will be set free from the war of darkness and the state of enmity separating us from the perfect and eternal love of God. And here is a biblical snapshot from the Old Testament to the New of God's pact with us, his promise of peace through this life and into the next. Let's listen to his agreement with all who believe he is the God of all peace. The mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. He condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, 
who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more, neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for the former things have passed away. What a pact! What an agreement between God and us! What peace! What joy! What hope! What amazing grace that once and for all removes all enmity and division for eternity for all who believe. And the compilation of scripture I just read was taken from Isaiah 54, Romans 8, and Revelation 21. And through these great promises of peace, we now know there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 4.12 Acts 2.38 continues, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is how we experience the peace for today, which is the hope and knowledge for perfect eternal peace for our eternal future. In all of this knowledge of our future perfection and peace, we will experience grief, pain, and anguish during our time here on earth. Tears of sorrow will certainly flood our eyes and rage will flood our very being. We feel as if peace, the peace promised by God himself, will never be obtainable and that it is just too hideous to even continue. We certainly will beg God day and night to free us from the crushing weight of life and feel there is no hope and that God doesn't even care despite his great pact of freedom with us. Where's the agreement he promised me? Why can't I see it now? Can't I have just a tiny piece of it now? This life is hard. We all know it. It's very, very hard. And God made no pact or agreement with us that it wouldn't be. His promise, his pact, his agreement is coming in all its fullness and glory. And for now, we must wait. Wait expectantly and find peace in what is to come. James 1, 2 through 4. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Romans 8, 18 continues, For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. James 1.5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. And we can battle through this because God gave us exactly what we need. John 3.16-17, for God so loved the world 
that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but in order that the world might be saved through him. 1 Peter 2.24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. What a promise. That's a pact from God. What peace in knowing God's great love for us. Yet there's still more peace to be pursued while we wait. And how do we do that in such difficult times when we feel too weak to even move? God asks us to do our best through him. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15 Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. 1 Corinthians 6.19.20 For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. 2 Timothy 1.7 And this is the power of freedom and peace while we wait. To present ourselves in all things to the best of our abilities before God. And even in the midst of war, famine, and devastation of diseases, God has given us more hope, more grace, more mercy to live in peace even now. Even in our failing and corrupt bodies, there is amazing peace in looking to God the perfecter of all things. So how do we find this peace and taste our future glory in God on this earth? Certainly we cannot have our minds set on where we are, as we are called to be in this world, but not of it, but we are to have our minds set on things above. And what is our evidence of that? Romans 8, 6. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Psalm 34, 14, turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Continue on with Philippians 4, 7, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 14, 33 says, for God is not a God of confusion, but a God of peace. Colossians 3.15, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Romans 12.18, If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with everyone. Hebrews 12.14, Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Did you hear that? If we don't live our lives out, striving for peace and for holiness in front of everyone, others will not see the Lord in us. We will be a God repellent. Very carefully consider this in your life right now. Do you strive for peace and holiness with everyone you encounter? Or is God completely invisible to others you encounter? Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. 
And that passage is quite direct in where we stand with God, if indeed we are not peacemakers. And so today, we can live in peace. While it won't be perfect peace, we can live standing on the promises of Christ our King, who has departed for a time, but left us with an immense hope of present peace and the perfect peace to come. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Remember, our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we wait a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more you see the day drawing near. And the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a roar, and the heavenly bodies will be burned up and dissolved, and the earth and the works that are done on it will be exposed. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. So Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so we will always be with the Lord. Is that not a picture and a future of perfection and peace? And how can we as Christians not find peace even now, filled with inexpressible joy, even in chaos, because of this perfect contract, this pact that God has certainly not forgotten he made with us. Let us pray. Merciful Father, great is your faithfulness and mercy and love for us. Morning by morning, new mercies we see. All we have needed, your hand has provided in abounding peace. God, please help us to turn our eyes upon Jesus and look full in his wonderful face and watch the things of earth grow strangely dim. Help us to focus on your glory and grace and let it overshadow our present state of worry, anxiety, and fear. Thank you for being our great shepherd who leads us in peace even as we walk, walking in the valley of the shadow of death with the security and peace that we have no reason to fear evil. And now we ask all this in the perfect peace of your presence and in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you are joining us by podcast, please visit our website at www.faceyourfaith.com for more information and resources.